Good morning and welcome to the Toddcast. Uh, I just recorded a uh, an episode with my brother, a special edition, if you will. Um, my brother is part of a competition called Dub Points. Uh, in an effort to help him score some points there, uh, we recorded a special episode. So, welcome to all the Dub Points participants, and especially to Mr. John White Edgar. Um, I hope you all enjoy this, and uh, let's get to it. Hello! What is going on? You know, enjoying enjoying the fine day. It is a wonderful, wonderful day. Well, hey, thank you very much for uh, inviting me on and allowing me to uh, have your platform to discuss uh, maybe the dumbest contest uh, ever created. And that is, uh, you know, that's um, BC and uh, AD here, like ever. I like it. I like it. So tell tell us all about it. Okay. Well, let's let's preface it by saying this is a very unique podcast in which I'll probably alienate anyone that listens to yours. And you'll probably get a um, maybe a crop full of people hoping that I drop their names that are also um, in the dub points contest. So this could do wonderful things for your statistics. So uh, apologize now to any sponsors that you have or pending sponsors or so forth. But I will do my best to explain what I get myself into every now and then and what this contest is and why it's genius, but also uh, one of the dumbest things I've ever done. All right. I like it. So, um, as you probably know, because uh, you've been following me for, for a while, um, I go on these, uh, I guess, social media blasts of this thing called Dub Points. Yes. So, uh, Dub Points is a, a brainchild. It's a product of a, a gentleman that I went to school with named John Wyatt Edgar. Uh, he is a grade above me, and... Um, and I know knew him through passing in high school, but it wasn't until a couple years later that we actually got um, acquainted through probably a friend of a friend, or my friend basically uh, brought him into our fantasy football league, and that's when I probably started knowing this uh, gentleman. He was okay. uh, John White Edgar is a unique individual, and he would say as much. He's um, he's a really smart individual. I believe he was the Valley Victorian, if I said that correctly. I think I always say that incorrectly. Um, <laughs> Valedictorian, that's right. All right, good, good, good. So, um, of Martin's Ferry, I think in 02, uh, you know, I think he went to school for, like, math. Like, just a just a generally bright dude and always been known as a bright guy. Um, but in a mad scientist kind of way. Uh, so, I think early stages of social media, he was living in Circleville, which is, like, a place near Columbus. Okay. Um, so, he wasn't yep. Valley. He moved away or so forth. And then I started seeing all this dub point stuff and kind of, you know, just ignored most of it through the years. And then finally, um, my name, I think, was brought into it. And that's when I started investigating. So to explain what dub points is to uh, just anyone that sees sees it, John White Edgar has created a competition in which he he gives scores and he puts whoever he wants in this contest. Not uh, nobody signs up for it. You're just basically if you communicate with John White Edgar, he actually throws you in this contest and then you start competing um, in a crazy fashion of how you interact with John White Edgar. So, um, in a sense, it's a bit genius because he values he gives you credit for things like value. These are the five categories of modern scoring. 
value, okay. which is um, do you bring any value to him, meaning whether it be an actual bribe, whether it be some type of substance, um, you know, like, uh, you know, food, anything like that, of value. So he va- any interaction with him that has value, he grades that. Effort. Okay. So what effort did you put into um, in any type of interaction with him? So, or okay. project that you have for this contest, um, availability, which is how often did you interact with him, uh, whether you hung out with him. So essentially like, you, let's say you go over to his house, you'd get graded and get points based off hanging out. Um, okay. Creativity, which is, did you do anything creative to, um, gather attention? And then publicity is how vocal were you and what you were doing? So at first it made you know, and I don't know if this is the origins of all the scoring, but he always had some back end system in which he would score all his friends. And it was just like a giant leaderboard throughout the month. And at the end, he claimed some type of champion based on who earned the most points. Um, and maybe it was just like a weird social experiment he had with, with okay. like trying to grade his friends. I don't know. I'm sure you can get down with like weird ranking and structure stuff. You know? Right. So essentially that's how it started. And then uh, through the years, um, of course, I started playing, not really knowing why, but I think it was a matter of, like, trying to uh, either break down his scoring system, which was always very secretive and you could never tell, or, you know, the competitiveness, maybe. You know, if you saw your name ranked uh, 10th, you're like, well, why am I 10th? I'm obviously not, you know, I'm better than everyone else. Um, So I started playing, uh, and then... uh, Sooner, John and I started basically talking more and actually became like legit friends as uh, opposed to just, you know, guys that hung out yearly when we did our fantasy football draft. Right. So um, he moved back to the Ohio Valley and he actually turned uh, the contest more into a tournament style, which is kind okay. of derived, you know, uh, like a March Madness, you know, where everyone is actually seated, you know, um, and it was more like a 64-person tournament where, like, he took 64 people that he, he you know, talks with and essentially ranked them based off of how they previously scored in his friendship, you know, categories or whatever. Uh, right. And I think then once you were actually facing a single person as opposed to just trying to beat a group, it really okay. s- created the um, the competitive nature of uh, – it, to- it, it brought out competitiveness in people that you probably thought was dormant. So, okay. uh, you know, like, and that, and that is where uh, modern day, uh, that's when I started actually playing for real and decided like, this is actually a thing that I enjoy. And uh, through the years, I think that was 2012. And we're now on like the 15th, iter- you know, um, iteration of dub points. It might be 14 okay. uh, Roman numerals. I, I, you know, don't pay that close attention either way. Um, <laughs> I know that I started playing hardcore on Dub Points 9 and, okay. and ended up winning that. And then I won Dub Points 10 and then participated in several others. But we're now at 15. I took some time off um, from playing. And that is where we stand now. And, of course, um, I am talking to you mainly because this is going to get me some serious publicity points. Being on a podcast. I hope so. And uh, a podcast that has more than just one episode, you know, that actually right. has subscribers, ratings, and is on iTunes. Uh, you know, in, gotcha. the, in the past, I actually did like a fake podcast and actually had Edgar on, and that gave me points. But this is uh, now that I'm announced to be in the finals of Dub Points uh, 15, 14, whatever it is. 
Um, I am going all out, and it is a two-day tournament, and this is a way to kickstart the day and take it to the opponents. So that, I like it. That is a general overview of what Dub Points is to anyone that has um, that has interest, which is probably limited. So I apologize to that. Well, I expect if it's a 64-person tournament, there are at least 64 people who are at least uh, at some point interested in, well, in hearing about well, this. You you would think that, but now, granted, he doesn't. <laughs> he he just takes who he knows or wants. So, for instance, one of my good friends who I troll constantly, his name is Justin Benline. Um, right. He was a 16th seed, and the moment I told him, because he's not on social, he hates the fact right. that I even mentioned his name, and that's why I'm going to say Justin Benline a couple more times. Um, on this okay. podcast, um, he basically said, get me as far away from this tournament as possible. I don't want to do anything. Uh, so not everyone participates. Uh, not everyone, you know, everyone should know they're in it. But for the most part, it is a love-hate kind of situation because it's been going on for quite some time. And some people just don't like, you know, necessarily to be in something um, – as public, you know, if you're not a public individual or you don't really want right. your name to be out there, um, a lot of people so, think it's dumb as well. Like, like you know, it's you know, it's it's not like why are we doing this? And that is a good question, right. you know. So, so let me get this straight. It's a contest that you don't necessarily sign up for. He he sort of conscripts you or drafts you into. Hey, guess what? You're part of my contest. And then if you choose to participate, hooray, you can advance. But if you're not into it, you just go, okay, whatever, and you just don't advance. Is that, yes. that accurate? That, that, is okay. accurate? that is very accurate. Now, there were, like, uh, this year what he – so this this tournament's a bit different. So before, it was, like, week-long tournaments. So it would you okay. know, it would take over a month or whatever to finish. Now, this time, he basically made it two-day tournaments. So you face round one is only two days, then two is two days, and so forth which has actually been a, a sigh of relief. And I won't lie, I didn't participate in some of the last several tournaments because it just would take a month of your time. And uh, these two-day increments is, is, like, way better. And it seemed to me, like, he kind of realized, like, he was going to eliminate anyone that put zero effort in on the first day. Right. So anybody that basically scored zero on the very first day in the first round, he eliminated to that way uh, the other people moved on. You know, anybody that basically tried. Right. And I kept telling Justin Benline, I said, just send him a text, and he said absolutely not. And the guy he went against didn't do anything. They both were eliminated. Um, and he put, you know, and and he Ben Line could have moved on, but he didn't want, you know, right. he didn't want anything to do with it. So that is. So, so, so when you say it used to be a week, was that is that when it was everybody against everybody, or went, or was that after it was, you know, sort of the bracket system, you versus somebody, you had a week to do your best whatever it was you want to do, get as many points as you can, and so did the other person. And at the end of that week, one moved on and one dropped out. Is that how that works? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think – and I really don't have much knowledge on before the tournament because I didn't pay much too much attention. I believe that gotcha. the, before the tournament, it was like a month-long contest. Every day counted, you know. Okay. Um, so there were no off days. But, and but with the tournament, yeah. it went to a week, and now it's down to just two days. Yeah, which makes it, like, which, awesome – because I think well, yeah, because you can, you can, you know, plan and focus your attention. I mean, it seems like to get the most points, you want to put in energy and time and effort into doing something, you know, creative and of value, et cetera, et cetera. And that's going to be easier to do over a two-day period than over a whole week. So that, that seems like a good choice. Yeah, and, and you know, so the it was kind of grueling. 
and you would see a lot of people kind of dropping out um, right. from the old. You know, I, and, and it wasn't always just the whole week. Then I think it turned out to like four days out of the week, and then you had like two resting days or something like that. Because mind you, <laughs> Edgar actually has to score all of this. Like he has right. to <laughs> account how many times you liked something on Facebook or did you retweet him or – you know, for publicity, who does he think had more eyeballs on their product or so forth? So he right. has to do some similar, you know, he's signing himself up for a lot of work, but, gotcha. but then again, like hopefully he reaps some benefits, you know, from that, whether it be just, uh, you know, I don't know if he gets his kick, you know, S and G's from it, which I, I would assume, right. you know, right. um, but he's the kind of the mastermind of the, the whole aspect. And it does put a lot of work onto him and he's been doing a Facebook live show every freaking night uh for the last 20 days or whatever at 10 at 10 p.m every night he's basically you know giving the scores and so forth so that you know that is in a nutshell what the contest is and and you know kind of the building blocks of it the sweet the the probably the more often question is like why do i participate in such a you know (laughs) weird thing why do I spend right. any time or effort in something? Um, and I typically answer two ways, and and mostly, and mostly it's because I, as a creative individual, you know, when you are young, you can play with action figures and take out your creativity that way. And when right. you're in school, you get to write. You're forced to write papers or do something <laughs> in, in that aspect. As you become an adult. Right. It is less and less fun um, to do like you don't get to be creative very often unless that is your job, you know. So right. if you're creative, you honestly have to find some type of outlet. And sometimes people play video games and sometimes people, you know, have hobbies and so forth. Um, but I always enjoyed kind of making videos and or creating some type of content. And to do that effectively, you need some type of an audience to really feel something. You want somebody to watch it. So if I made some type of video and didn't have an audience, it'd be great and all, but like how great, you know, you don't get that full, you know, uh, satisfaction. No, right? I, yeah, I get what, I get what you're saying. Like I would, I would still record podcasts just for my own sake. Cause I enjoy, you know, telling stories, but it's definitely a lot more meaningful when I know there are people out there listening, um, and are enjoying the, the, the stories. And, you know, and that sort of thing. So that makes perfect sense. Yeah. And and, yeah. I mean, and if you didn't even have an outlet at all um, to like before a podcast, it's like, well, what kind of outlets do I have? Or like, what motivation do I have to even get and start a creative project? And, right. and, and honestly, I found that dub points actually like before the tournament, I made a couple like Photoshop graphics and I'm like, and then I started like being a politician against the guy I was facing or something like that, you know, and, <laughs> I, and I started, I'm like, wow, this is actually fun. And then, um, then I started making videos and editing videos and bringing friends in to make dumb videos and creating right. alternative, you know, like different personalities and coming up with storylines and, and just making something creative and, and, it, and it kind of released that creative energy that I enjoyed. And then it became less about doing something for John White Edgar as more about doing something that I enjoyed and having an audience, whether it starts off oh, yeah. with 64 people, you know. And then slowly dwindles down to it might be an audience of two, but needless to say, like you get an audience. And that is right. probably the number one uh, reason why I even participate because like, hey, it, you do it once a year, maybe twice a year, you know, and you come up with some of the best stuff 
And the second part of it is the competitive nature of a human being. And, um, right. you know, I played sports through, you know, the years. And I'm not the most competitive person in the world, especially when it's something that I don't care too much about. But I, right. find I am more competitive than the next guy. And it's not so much about winning. It's about not wanting to lose to somebody. So I, that, <laughs> that has really driven me mostly is like, um, all right, you and I are going head to head. And this competition is going to prove if you are more creative than me. And believe me, that right. is something that I'm going to be like, nope, I'll come up with better ideas. I will do it in quicker time. I will, you know, I'll make this happen. And that has driven me most of the time to actually do anything, right? Is mostly not yeah. wanting to lose to people. There's a couple times I'm like, all right, you're a respectable opponent. Like, I'm okay with losing to you because I know that you're going to put more effort in and you're creative enough, right? But um, right. a lot of the times I will just flat out refuse to lose to somebody. And even though I'm swamped <laughs> with work or side things or I know, like, I could be using my time better, I will just be like, all right, I'm going to make this work. I will wake up early. I will go to bed late. I will, figure, <laughs> I will, I will strategize, you know, while I'm driving. I will figure out how to make it work. And that is probably another reason why, like, I have done well in these contests. And, and probably why other people that are excelled uh, do a decent job in this is more so like they don't want to lose. And uh, because not everybody in this contest is creative and you can win without being creative at all. You know, it's one okay. category. It is one category. So, the, but that is my pillar is basically I rely on, if I'm not going to do something creative, I probably won't participate because it's, gotcha. you know, I'm okay with losing by saying I'm going to lose because I refuse to play. But I will not – I do not like to lose when I'm actually trying to play. So – and today is a day where I am actually trying to play. So if I do not come home with my third championship, I will be, I will be severely disappointed. And I will, blame, I will blame it completely on having an extra child. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's what extra children are for, to, to lay blame on, uh, I'm pretty that's, sure. That's, so, that's definitely. So historically, tell, tell, tell us about – uh, some of your, you know, your biggest, your biggest plays, your more creative things that you've done. Um, what, what kind of stuff have you done? What, 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 what are you most proud of as your contribution to dub points? Um, okay. So I will first, first and foremost, and I think John has even said this prior to me uh, kind of getting involved, there wasn't as much of a creative aspect be, uh, in terms of actual content, building content. Okay. It, creative creativity was um, more labeled on like, did you do something unique today in terms of like, you know, I guess if you showed up and you brought him like a cake or like, you know, something different that hasn't been done was probably scored creative more. And then creativity kind of turned more towards um, content, I think, in the after I, I started doing it. So um, that is most my contribution really is creating people to be creative and come up with really like more innovative ways to entertain the audience and not just John White Edgar. Cause okay. So that, I mean, because if you build the audience and more people will play and more people will be in, involved. And by the time you get to the finals, it's just not two people in one onlooker. It could be a multiple people that's invested. So right. if I had to say like my video content, the first year was really bad. I was working at AT&T and honestly during like Sunday shifts, I grabbed my other one of my friends there and I know this sounds bad, but I never plan on working for AT&T or retail again. I would grab him <laughs> and grab a phone and we'd make a fake news studio in the back 
and we and we essentially made uh, what we called like Dub TV or something, and it was just like a local news where you know we we talked about the what the matchups were, and we made stupid punch you know punch lines and jokes, um, and then we edited those in, and that was like the first time anybody did anything like that, video editing whatever. Um, also, okay. I was having a guy that had no clue who John Wyatt Edgar was, and you know his Friday Bastulo. I'd love to drop his name. I haven't talked to him for a long time. Friday Bastula was the news anchor along with Bobby Casserole and Dub Points TV, Dub TV, I think it was. Um, that was kind of the pinnacle, and that brought me up. I, I think I did one of those almost every week, and um, I ended up winning the championship, a co-championship, because it was a real convoluted finals where it actually ended in a tie, and he said, you both deserve it because uh, it was a uh, heck of a – I mean, it was the rebirth of Dub Points. It was Dub Points 9, I think. Um, okay. So – but my favorite project is what I like to call the Justin Bedline Hour. Um, so I think if we're on a Justin Bedline word count, we're probably like six or seven now. It's, so, it's getting up there. Uh, we need to get it up as high as possible. Everybody, please go search Justin Bedline on Google. Find, find no, honestly, on YouTube, find the Justin Bedline Hour. It is a show, which it's a talk show that I built a set for in in my basement. In our ba- in my I basement. remember this. Um, yeah. I, wrote um basically uh, created the whole set did multiple cameras um wrote um really really crappy jokes um but it was based on the premise that my friend justin benline who is the most hermited person in the world owns has a talk show but the thing is he never shows up to his own talk show so every week there is a every day or every week there is a guest host so right and the show that we filmed was the uh, weekend version, which showed the best clips of the week for the Justin Benline hour. So, um, so it was like a 15 minute show for the Justin Benline hour. And it just did clips and I, you know, and I had my friend Friday come back in and do it. And I think uh, I had a couple other guest hosts, but I filmed two episodes of it. Um, and then I don't remember. I think I, I think I was eliminated that, that, um, that year early. For some reason. So obviously once you're out, you don't continue to make content, but that was my favorite. The Justin Benline hour, it doesn't have as many views. Um, and it was kind of not on, maybe it was like the third or fourth year of the tournament. So some of the diehards and the people that were really into it stopped paying attention. So it was kind of a down year for the tournament. Um, so, okay. you know, so the Justin Benline hour might only have a hundred views where some of my really crappy stuff might have, you know, 300. Um, but the Justin Benline hour was by far the best. So Justin Benline is what you're saying. Yeah, Justin Justin yes, Benline. He actually, when he was applying for jobs, he actually made me pull all the clips off of the internet, um, so that way they can find it. But now he has another job, and he will, uh, um, in which he plans on keeping, um, and he has good relationships with. Uh, so he's a well, I don't think he's okay with it, but I just put him back up. Um, so he's not. Well, he's actually. He's not actually in the video, from what you're saying. It's just about uh, him. Um, yeah, Ish. but I mean, but I, I mean, all the jokes are inside jokes about him. Um, okay. I made this famous meme. He had this picture from his former company, and this guy does not like to have his picture up on Facebook anywhere. Like he just okay. hates it. So I found his picture, and he doesn't like the picture, and he was, you know, maybe ten pounds overweight or whatever compared. So I took this picture and I made memes of it everywhere. Like I would put <laughs> so. I mean, essentially, I would put him in a in a unicorn, and I took requests online. I'm like, "Hey, what do you want this? What do you want Justin Benline to be standing next to?" And so it's a famous meme. And um, uh, if you watch the video, uh, it my favorite part is uh, Tecmo Super Bowl, 
which I know you're not a football guy, but it's a uh, classic uh, Nintendo game that I probably played more than anything. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I'm familiar. I completely recreate the intro with uh, with him and his meme and just, uh, I mean, it, it was my favorite work. And I would have never <laughs> done anything like this if it wasn't for such a dumb contest uh, for dub points. But So that that's my favorite work. Nice. I'll probably never nice. beat it. I'll never beat it. So, so, so here's my question in regards to the point. Because you said this is all very secretive. Do you ever get any, like, do you know how many points you've gotten for your two-day period? Or is it just a pass-fail sort of, you won, you lost, and no real gauge as to how well you did or how much better you did than the other person or, or what have you? Um, so, in years past, there was almost zero indication of what the heck got you points. Um, that okay. created a lot of people complaining and, and controversial matchups. I okay. have noticed this year, um, he has been a lot more transparent about where, how many points are going to be scored out. It seems to me like each day you can now score 50 points in these different categories. And okay. um, he is a lot more transparent about where, like kind of how it's scored. And on his, since he does a live recap show every night, he kind of tells you where you did well and good. Before that, it was all kind of guessing. Uh, he didn't have the platform to say, all right, well, Eric, you did really well today because you did this, this, and this, you know, um, where now you kind of can tell. But what what I also found fascinating and interesting, and which I've kind of done, is decode the system and figure out, like, what category, what you get points for and what you don't. Okay. And little che- cheats and hacks. And um, actually, a couple days ago, I actually wrote a blog on – I asked to be a um, – a guest author on his website and I actually wrote a right. blog in which I told everybody exactly how to work and cheat a lot of the system. Um, knowing, okay. knowing very well that it could backfire because these were a lot of, there were, you know, a lot of cheats and hacks that most people didn't know about. There, um, okay. there are probably at least two or three other guys that are at the same level of dedication when they want to play as me. And I will name drop right. Luke Bumbico right now because he deserves all the credit in the world he is an arch nemesis or rivalry to my, but I respect the hell out of this guy. Um, and he knows just as much, and he has figured it out. And when we play against each other, it is uh, it is lights out, uh, probably the toughest competition you're going to have. So he deserves a name drop right here, hands down. Um, Luke Bumbico. But these guys... Not, to be, not to be confused with Justin Benline. No, no, not to be confused with Justin Benline. <laughs> Justin Benline is okay. the worst dub points player of all time. Um, but um, Luke Bumbico is probably the best, and and he can go toe to toe with me, and um, and we we battle it out all the time. So uh, so I basically launched this this uh, blog on his website that tells basically how to do everything and cheat the system. So I intend that it might change because I don't think Edgar wants the um, the answers out there. He he kind of wants gotcha, the, you know. So. So that I did figure out a lot of the cheats and hacks of how to figure out how to get more availability points, how to get value points, and and somewhat figure out how just to beat your opponent at these categories because that's all really that matters is to be better than your opponent at the categories and kind of dissect their game plan because yep. it gets it gets very big brotherish it, not in a, in a competition standpoint you know I end up making more rival or not rivals but like behind the scenes I go out and recruit people um, that I think are like strong allies and I have them working with me 
in certain aspects, you know, like I'll have people make videos on my behalf and send stuff. Um, so it, it becomes like a giant, um, a, a, a very strategic game if you play it correctly. Right. And, there, you know, there's at least, you know, 16, 20 people that like legitimately enjoy and play it every time. And then every now and then you'll get, you know, six or seven new people. And then you always have the perennials, like I'll do just enough to get by. Um, and then I'm gone because I don't care enough about it. So, right. Cool. I am, so, I, so I am in, the, and I will promote a little bit of the matchup that I am in now. I'm probably in the fight of my life and it's a controversial finish. Dub has a Dub, John White Edgar has been known for having this wheel. He basically has a like prices right wheel or like a, uh, a wheel in his house that he spins for random. Okay. Things, okay. Um, and nowadays people that don't want to actually compete now call for the wheel and it is by random chance. It's an odd or an, it's an odd or an even number. And I think it's like 30 slots in the wheel and he will spin the wheel and whatever number it lands is basically who advances odd or even. So a lot of people have been calling for the wheel during the live broadcast and not actually competing. So okay. I am facing against a gentleman named Chuck Wilfong, who has been um, very, very good and very sportsmanlike the entire time. Uh, and Justine, which is actually John Wyatt Edgar's girlfriend that he lives with. So um, I and the reason I just faced Chuck in a matchup uh, in which it ended in an exact tie. And normally the ties would go to the wheel, but I refuse to do the wheel because it is I don't I, I want to lose by by effort and win by effort. So right. Dub has announced that he will make it a three-way challenge in the championship finals, which is a controversial call nonetheless, but right. uh, turns it into a three-way dance, which I enjoy thoroughly um, against Chuck Wilfong, who is by far putting out a lot of publicity, a lot of effort, um, a lot of uh, even creative uh, efforts to get there. So he tied with me last round. Um, and, and Justine, who strictly in the past has been um, she actually won four straight wheel spins so she has to be the luckiest person in the world to get the finals um so right. she was four for four for or wheel spins and she has defeated one person via actual contest uh which that person called for the wheel so they kind of gave up they they knew they gotcha. were going to win they said let's wheel and she said no because uh she lives with john so she will win availability every time but she doesn't have right. a social following so she loses in publicity every time. So I gotcha. am now fighting. Essentially, I am fighting a game um, against Chuck for effort and uh, value and creativity. Um, and I'm facing Justine probably for availability. And the goal is to win out in these categories uh, for two straight days in which I can be declared a dub points champion. Give myself another trophy. He does have a championship belt. He also he also shipped around. So I, I, you know, but I want the title more so than anything um, Fair enough. to be a three-time champion. Uh, I'm sure it's, uh, you know, in a tournament era, you know, it is, it is an unprecedented, um, you know, feat. And my wife actually, my wife hate, hates this contest. She, um, she, <laughs> she hates uh, anytime I talk about dub points along with most of the spouses for people participating. Um, and probably half the people in the tournament hate the word dub points too. So it's, it's a, uh, and John has acknowledged this. So he is very much aware. Of I guess the, what, what, where, where does the dub from dub point come from? Do we know? Uh, John, uh, JW, he goes by JW. 
So, okay. so Ron Wyatt Edgar, he goes by JW. So uh, shorting dub would be for gotcha. the W. So yeah, that okay. yeah, that's a great that's a great question, and yeah, that's where it comes from. Dub points is derived from that. He it is found at dubpoints.com. Uh, you can look at it on Facebook, but most of the action now is during a um, a uh, dub points group page, like a you know a players. That's where all the action online typically is now. Uh, okay. Which is good and bad. I mean, when it was public on dub points, anyone could like the page and see it, but the the algorithm that um facebook has taken on business pages has changed like you wouldn't be able to see everything now they be facebook basically if you want to be seen on facebook as a business you have to pay for it so i understand okay. where the group group session came in uh most of my stuff that i do is on some variation of youtube uh in the future i'm actually going to consolidate all my youtube channels which i have like probably 10 you know, I have a dub points nine, a dub points 11. I have a Justin Benline. Uh, you know, there's uh, my good friend, Bobby Casserole has one. So like, we've done a lot of cool things. Right. Um, I'm going to consolidate those all at some point in time and put them on my actual YouTube page. Uh, so gotcha. anyone that really wants to go down a rabbit hole and waste a lot of their time. Um, I mean, let, they can do that. Uh, you know, so this, this year I've, determined I, I bit part of my strategy is to use what I do for a day-to-day -day job which is a webmaster SEO um, you know kind of guy I basically offered it to be do his digital marketing for him so from behind the scenes I've been doing tons of web work research and stuff um, you know telling him what he needs to do on his website doing guest blogs helping him with content so I hope in the future a lot of the stuff that we do will be housed on the actual website so that way it can be found in explored by everyone as opposed right. to just a small group of people um you know and that and you know it's in a project like this where now we have a podcast that is out there in itunes um yep. you know anyone that you know anyone can find it and it can be linked uh for years to come and anyone I, and i hope i hope that no one samples the the podcast on this episode and assumes that this is what the, this podcast is because uh I, i'm sorry that is um that is not going to be good for your product. <laughs> well, well, you know, it is what it is, and I'm I'm all down for for helping my brother, you know, win some contests and, and win the belt. So, uh, because I am getting close to my destination, and I want to make sure you've got you know the opportunity here, because this is you know creativity and value and publicity. Are there, I guess, should you plug? Any of his stuff, Absolutely. website, Twitter handles, anything like, is that going to help you out? And if so, let her rip. Absolutely. Most people probably, a lot of people from an outside perspective say that John Whiteacre has to be an egomaniac to allow a contest about him. Like, uh, where I don't believe that is the case, I believe it is more about um, creating entertainment out there between his friends. And he is just the person to um, be the judge of the, the creativity. So... Um, but nonetheless, if we bring, uh, bring people to the brand, so dub, if you just type in dub points, D U B P O I N T S into Facebook, you will find, uh, the Facebook page. Um, I doubt you'll be able to be an actual player unless you really want to be in there. Dubpoints.com is where you can find, um, all of his articles, the bracket. I, I didn't really touch on that he has a lot of other side games beside the tournament. He hosts fantasy uh, sports and gives title belts for um, 
all types of fantasy sports. By the way, in which I went undefeated in his fantasy sports uh, football league. In a 16-team league, I went undefeated and won the championship. Uh, That is an unprecedented. um, And when we ever talk fantasy football, Todd, you will understand why that is not just, like, cool, but not doesn't happen. Um, But he does do a lot of this stuff. So, um, And uh, we'll be launching... um, a uh, very new, improved section of his website that I am not going to lo- I'm not going to give breaking news right now uh, because I, I need to do that on a social platform to increase my publicity points and the shares. But the more people that go like him on Twitter, I think it's just at dub points. The more people that like his page, um, just go ahead when you like it, leave a comment that Eric Hersey and the Toddcast podcast sent you, and I will I will reap the benefits. I like it. And don't don't be surprised, Todd, that if you just because you're talking to me for thirty some minutes about this, I wouldn't be surprised if your name is now actually thrown into the pool of unwilling contestants for the next go around. You know what? I'm I'm okay with that because uh, I can get where people would be like, "Why are you doing this? This doesn't make any sense. What's the point?" Uh, but I I am the kind of chaos loving fool. That's kind of with you, like, oh, a new creative outlet, a new thing to goof off and, and get recognized for? I'm down. So I, I don't know John Wyatt Edgar, but just from hearing this, I, I kind of like the way he thinks. And, yeah, if I get included, I, I won't turn that down. Oh, um, if, if, you know, you're in now. I'm telling you right now. I know him well enough. You're in. So just, you just remember this moment, this, uh, this Thursday morning. You 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 remember that you volunteered for this, so so when well and, <laughs> and and you just have to remember next year when the brackets come out and uh, it's Hersey versus Hersey that you sowed the seeds of your own destruction. Uh, I understand. Well, I appreciate. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> the time this year, and hopefully when that happens, I will be a three-time champion. There you go. Uh, and I'll just have to catch up. That's, That's fair. fair. That's fair. Cool. Um. I guess anything, anything else you want to, uh, you know, toss out there hey, well, on the topic uh, I, before I have to wrap this up? Yes, I will. I would like to thank some of the people that's helped me along the way. Um, I, I'm going to go through a couple. Uh, Ryan Church has been a great uh, help. Uh, Ashley Kress and uh, Anna Gables. Um, I, I can't say this next person's name uh, in fear that they will get in trouble, but they did a nice video under the witness protection for me a couple of days ago. Um <laughs> Brandon Garcia is the gentleman that I defeated at the very last minute uh, a couple weeks ago. And, man, he was a 16 seed and brand new. And he was um, the toughest competitor I've had in years. And I actually really had to put forth a lot of effort against him. Uh, Luke Bumbico challenges me all every freaking year. And if it wasn't for uh, him, I probably wouldn't have ever got this much into the contest. Um, trying to think if there's uh, – you know, there's a couple other people that are going to be helping soon uh, that I'm not going to credit yet, but I appreciate all the, the help that you guys done behind the scenes. Uh, and then Chuck Wilfong and Justine, uh, this is going to be one heck of a final. Sweet. Any any parting words for Justin Benline? Uh, Justin Benline, um, just know that um, if I were allowed, I would give your phone number and your home address to the entire public right now. Um, I'd give your blood type. I would I would tell them all your darkest and deepest secrets. Um, I would tell them about how you love the uh, the band Bush and and Scott Shields uh, being so big and white. 
Um, so that that is what I have to say to Justin Benline, um, who who I will say is is my dearest friend, and he will never listen to this and never know that this is actually happening. And for that, I am um, you know I, I'm thankful. So yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, sir, for joining us on the podcast today um, and explaining uh, dub points to us, you know, answering the question that none of us were asking. Thank you. Uh, I, I find that delightful, and I, I appreciate you, you, you coming on uh, to do that for us. So um, thank you, and we'll, we'll, we'll be sure to have you back on at some point in the future. Um, and you're going to have to let me know how this all shapes out so that uh, I can update the listeners to let them know how you fared, you know, in the final. Well, Sound good? I, I appreciate it more than you you ever know. The publicity alone. <laughs> Thank you. I like it. All right, man. Catch you later. All right. Bye. So that was interesting and informative and fun for me. Anyway, I hope the rest of you enjoyed it. Um. Mr. Edgar, uh, I hope you take this into consideration uh, for the championship. Obviously, uh, I'm rooting for my brother, um, and, and I hope I hope this helps him uh, to secure the title. Um, thank you, everyone, for joining. Um, if you're new to the podcast and you, you like what you've heard, um, feel free to listen to the rest of the episodes, uh, and I encourage you to... Uh, to subscribe or, or go to, uh, iTunes and, uh, give me a rating. Um, you know, listen to a few more. If you want to give a, uh, give a review, uh, those are also welcome. Uh, if you want to reach out to me, uh, on Twitter, I'm at cast Todd, C A S T T O D. Uh, if you want to reach out and talk to me, uh, you can do so, uh, via Toddcast podcast at gmail.com. That's T O D C A S T podcast at gmail.com uh, or if you have the Anchor app and feel like talking to me uh, you can leave me a message there um, and you may be included in an upcoming episode uh, again thanks for joining me for this uh, special episode and uh, thank you for joining and until next time I hope you all have a good one and that's it <laughs>